Hello and welcome to Explorers of Elsewhere's Meet the Crew series. Uh, I am DM Dan. Hello, hello. Uh, and joining me is the wonderful Julia. Uh, Hi. Who, hello, hello. Um, you're here to uh, present us the final uh, crew member for our mm. second campaign, Elysia Rising, aren't you? Last but not least. Definitely last but not least. Um, well, it, we, we might be excuse for kind of not noticing your character uh, given Ooh. that they're all so sneaky and mm -hmm. uh, unseen um mm. but just to kind of bring her into the spotlight a little bit um tell us a little bit about magpie right so magpie is a lurk mm -hmm. the um kind of most roguey of the rogue archetypes in the blades in the dark system um so she's kind of a bit of a cat burglar sneak thief type character mm -hmm. uh, she is an Acevar uh, which uh, is one of the elf like races in elsewhere um, unlike uh, her colleague Algernon she um, is has not been beset by the mysterious red eye affliction uh, since um, the eschaton so um, yeah she is of a family that was not um, is it a spoiler to say no, that she is not of a family that is cursed uh, for their um, their support of the arcane dragons. Um, so uh, yeah, so she is. I think she. I think I've done her with like, purple eyes because I'm a sucker for for purple. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, so she's an ace of art lurk. She's probably in her kind of late twenties, age wise, and. Um, yeah, she is of a fairly noble heritage. And um, again, unlike Algernon, she has surviving family in the city and she has found herself in this position of leading a fairly double life as oh. a kind of noble socialite in, in as far as her family is concerned, but then sneaking off and moonlighting as a, a sort of thief, burglar, rogue type for this this crew of smugglers. Amazing. Okay. And so almost like a, a, a mix of femme, Bruce Wayne and Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, kind of, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, guess, I guess Robin Hood is a good analogy because uh, although... That character isn't was never rich himself. Um, the the similarity, I suppose, is that she is very concerned about the city and the people of the city in a way that her kind of noble family are not. They're a bit oblivious. They are, you know, living in their ivory tower. Um, but for various reasons, Magpie is has developed a bit of a social conscience and feels a bit terrible about her privileged upbringing and really wants to do something for the city. She wants to give something back. She doesn't want to just live that oblivious, uh, rich lifestyle that she's been afforded. Although even the rich are having a fairly lousy time since uh, the city was encased in a bubble in a, in a sea of, of distressed souls with yeah. no sunlight. <laughs> yeah, no, no one's having a good time. No, <laughs> but at least some people are a bit more comfortable uh, and well-fed than others in, sure. in amidst all of the, the misery. Well, I mean, given that, um, you know, I'm guessing Magpie isn't, isn't her real name, but... Uh, no, we'll no, it's not. For... 
She's adopted this alias of Maggie or Magpie is her kind of lurk alias. That's what she would put on her calling card if she had one. <laughs> well, I mean, given that, you know, she's grown up uh, in a relatively la-di-da kind of environment, environment mm. um, I mean, what what was it really that kind of made her want to start rolling around in the muck with all the commoners? Um, <laughs> I think she never felt like she fitted in with her family. Sure. She was always a bit more of, she always asked questions. She answered back. Yeah. She didn't just meekly accept what people told her she ought to do. And quite early in her life, around sort of the age of eight, I think, she befriended one of the servants in the household, kind of fairly young, um, Ace of our called Samuel. Mm-hmm who kind of took her under his wing a bit and um, taught her some useful but slightly naughty skills, like being able to pick locks and being able to sneak about and not be spotted. And she just found it really fun. I think is that she loved it. It was it was different from what she was meant to be doing. It was it was a bit naughty. And um, yeah, so so. He, Samuel became a bit of a, a confidant. He never overstepped any boundaries. It was always a very appropriate friendship between the two of them. But he did teach her these skills to sort of set her up with alternative options, I suppose, was, sure. was the idea. And so it was always disguised as etiquette lessons, dancing lessons. <laughs> and actually she was learning how to twirl about and swing a rapier and, and all these fun things that she actually really wanted to do, but would not have befitted the young lady of the household. Sure. Okay. Now that tracks. And that, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty compelling kind of character motivation. The campaign, so I'm, I'm excited to see how that pans out because, yeah, to be honest with you, I can't see anything going wrong um, with this. Uh, with this, setup. absolutely not. No, no, it was all fine, and she lived happily ever after, exactly. and she's fine now. Exactly. But no, uh, what, what, yeah, uh, what actually happened is she, yeah, she grew up in, into her teens, kind of learning all these skills, getting really good at them. She started kind of practicing, first of all, nicking things from her own household see if she could get away with it before putting them back again and then she started moving on to kind of friends houses houses around the neighborhood um and uh yeah it kind of all went from there okay very very good um well so for for like for this character for the character of magpie um obviously we've already mentioned sort of like changed upon robin hood uh, ideas mm. but um were there any kind of core inspirational points that you were drawing from that influence this character yeah um i mean i part of the reason i chose a lurk was because i don't tend to play roguey characters i've played a lot of D &D. i've never played any blades i usually go for quite charismatic characters Mm -hmm. you know um bards sorcerers things things like that things that i can really get my teeth into the role play but i've never role played someone who's a bit more doesn't want to be seen and is a bit more perhaps reserved or serious so that was part of the reason i wanted to play a character like that and when i was thinking about the kind of person or archetype that i wanted to base her her on her story on i immediately thought of one of my favorite npcs from Dragon Heist, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, which is a D&D 5th edition module, yeah. uh, which I DM'd uh, for a few friends a couple of years ago. Well, a few years ago now. 
Uh, one of my favourite, uh, for anyone who knows it, you probably are aware of, there's an NPC called Ezreal Rosnar. Um, and spoiler for, for, for Waterdeep Dragon Eyes, <laughs> go on about like 20 or 30 seconds or something if you don't want to know um, her alter ego in that in that module. So it turns out that she is moonlighting as a famous cat burglar called um, the Black Viper, mm-hmm. who was an actual cat burglar about 100 years previously, uh, obviously died because i think they were human uh but but she has sort of picked up the mantle and she's a young noble woman who um, essentially nicks things because she enjoys it um and has various motivations of her own and she's a kind of antagonist in the story but i kind of made her into a a potential ally for the party and because i thought she was really cool Uh, she was one of my favorite people to role play Uh, and i so i kind of it's got that she's got Magpie's got that vibe to her, the kind of the, the noble young woman who who isn't content to toe the line. Ha- has a hobby. Has a hobby, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> She's got a side gig. Yeah. <laughs> okay, amazing. Well um, so um, that was so that was one of that was a big one. Yes. But but that's kind of what I shaped the story of Magpie around. In terms of her personality, um, I guess I've been playing way too much Baldur's Gate 3 lately, as you know. <laughs> Uh, and I'm a massive fan of uh, Shadowheart, who I think has the right, probably the right vibe for her. You know, that kind of slightly standoffish, slightly sarcastic, posh-voiced kind of character. Because she would have a posh voice. I'm, I'm not interested in playing into that whole, Oi, governor, I'm pretending to be one of the common folk kind of <laughs> thing. I'm not going to do that. I'm just, she, she, she speaks like she speaks, but sure. she just doesn't make a big deal of the fact that she's actually... Um, quite rich um, or, or not rich in her own right her parents are rich rather which is part of the reason why she has to do this yeah this job as it were it's you know the way that she makes money because one of her biggest pursuits is donating to the poor around the city so she needs a means of doing that and once the eschaton happened and the bubble sprang up around the city Mum basically went, look, you're cut off. You're not donating any more of this ridiculous money to charity. We need to look after ourselves now. So she supplements with her criminal activities, essentially. So what I'm hearing is it's a noble cause for a noble girl. So it's almost like you've planned it. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) And of course, there's nothing else lurking in her backstory at all. Mm -mm. There's nothing bad. Nothing bad ever happened. She's she's fine. Mm. She's absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. (laughs) (laughs) um okay so we've we've got this uh quite kind of compelling character um but there's quite a lot of people that are very good at sneaking around and getting into places they're not supposed to what Mm. is magpie's biggest brag i guess she is an infiltrator so Mm. she's got this perk as it were i don't know if you'd call it a perk or a feature that the lurk gets in blades um where she's really good at cracking into things through locks into safes things like that so that's kind of her her thing i felt like that was more what i wanted the route i wanted her to go down rather than she's not really a kind of a hunter or an assassin or anything she's more of a i sneak in i break into things i sneak out i get the job done kind of mm. kind of person um so i think maybe her biggest brag would be something like there was a a safe uh in a in a some kind of location owned by the tellers uh and she managed to crack into it not once but twice <laughs> 
so, <laughs> and it was supposedly, you know, a really uncrackable safe, and that that she, you know she's she's managed to get into more than once. And just every time she does it, they go, "How did anyone do this?" And they up the security, and she gets back in, and she does it again. And, just leaves a yeah. note the second time. Ha ha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just love this idea. She's got this terrible sense of humor, and she loves to leave just ha ha in a note or something. <laughs> There's not even a joke. There's not even a zinger. It's just I did it. Yeah. Well. It's yeah. It, it does look like we've got a good uh, setup, and uh, yeah, now we have the full picture. Uh, we'll start to see how uh, these five uh, kind of gangers start uh, reacting when the, the shoulders begin rubbing. Um, yep. So, I mean, if you wanted to see that, then the best way to do it uh, is to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon for notifications of when we release new content, uh, because campaign two is due to start and uh it's gonna be there's gonna be quite a lot of frequent stuff so we, we wouldn't want you to miss it um so yeah thank you julia for running us through magpie hey no problem <laughs> uh thank you for watching and or listening and we'll see you next time bye bye, -bye.